Welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media Podcast sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. Connor, back in uh, in the studio this week. I am here. Glad to have you back. How was the time away? This was a work trip. Yeah, yeah, you know Wyoming, Douglas, Wyoming. A lot, a lot <laughs> of hot, a lot of happening around there. You know, active. How was that drive? That was a drive. I it was assume. a drive. It was, it was fine. It, it's better than driving to Nebraska, like you do. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh huh. Now I'm back. It's good. It's good to be back. You know, I listened to the show last week. Is uh, you know, it's it's clear that you guys just were not the same without me. So I would say I'm that's here accurate. to save the day. <laughs> All right, I guess you could say that. I actually thought it was one of the better shows show. we've ever had. Show. So I don't know. I don't think it was a little bit different. Nick Sopras behind the ones and twos. Ooh, How are you, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. Summers are around the corner. So if this wind would ever just stop, yeah. I'd be much happier. The you wind? Know, the wind. Oh my god, it's been ridiculous. The, yeah. I can, I'm good with wind up to like ten miles an hour. I'm good with a little bit of you beyond a breeze. I'd say I'd call that beyond breeze. You, you exceed ten miles per hour. It's a problem. It, it affects things. Nothing good comes from it. So I'm there with you. I, I, I could go without the wind. So uh, I'm Jared All, of course, the host here. And I am just, uh, guys, I'm bummed a little bit. It's It's been a rough couple of days, a uh, couple of games, I should say, watching the Nuggets play. Uh, it's it's a little tough. I think we've all, we all kind of came in the studio a little bit, a little bit down today. Hmm. It's been tough. You guys did have a, a little rough drive in here, though. We got a little bit of a late start. Yeah, starting late. And that just like emphasizes how last night was and what three days before that. So yeah, brutal Uh, and tough. All right. I'm sorry. Before we get to that, though, I promised Connor (laughs) we threw a little shade at him last week. I I, I listened back to the show. I didn't think it was fair that we we didn't give him a chance to respond. So, Connor, I'd like to give you a chance to, to respond to some of the some of the words that were said last week. Well, Jared, funny you ask. I would love to uh, just respond <laughs> to the slander that was happening here on behalf of one Tyler Walgy. By the way, we do appreciate Tyler stepping in, but I'm about to just, you know, I'm about to tell Be how Be careful it is, what right? you say because no I did see him around the studio. I will call him down here if I need to, okay? <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll tell him how it is, all right? Just like to say, he mentions we had a text thread going, how I was very forgiving of the hometown player Chris Bryant and how I, th- I think his exact words were I was I was very supportive of the hometown player and Tyler says my whole point to Connor was of course you don't want to freak out over one air you know this early in the season it's just an air right of course you don't want to overreact to that but it's just a tough look for Chris Bryant to have an air, he dropped a ball with the bases loaded against the Dodgers, um, gave up three runs. And so, you know, that that's what he says his point was to me. I just want to clear the air a little bit here. Um, oh, we're pulling out the phone. We're getting close. Yeah, that's how you know it's getting so, serious. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what was actually said during that was, was what I said, what Connor said was, uh, yeah, it's a tough look for him, but let's not overreact to one air. Hmm. Sounds a lot like what Tyler just... <laughs> said his point was uh yeah so let's not overreact to one air these things happen occasionally let's just be thankful it didn't cost us the game let's move on and hope it doesn't make it become a trend right and uh i believe tyler's exact words were big time air by a small time player and connor you are the type of fan causing mediocrity to the rockies organization to be accepted <laughs> and normalized oh Tyler, tyler's got a stick get, get a microphone <laughs> no no he's leaving he won't stick around okay he doesn't want to hear it Hey, look, I just, you know, 
And then, I, of course, I call Tyler afterward. I'm like, hey, Tyler, you know, I, I heard that sex segment and, you know, you're slandering. He goes, his response to me on the phone was, well, whatever I say when I'm in the chair is the truth. So uh, <laughs> that is the power of the podcast chair, though, oh, isn't it? it? Now, hey, I thought you guys had a good show last week. It was good. It was good. I, I do have to say one thing, though. I can't just let yeah, you yeah. off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Inexcusable. He shouldn't have dropped that damn ball. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just had hey, to make sure we were clear on that. Hey, one. these things happen. All right. Yeah, it's happen. always fun having Tyler in here. He's kind of a wild card, you know? And so it's a, we, we all, the three of us, get to know each other so well. So having a little bit of a wild card is fun. So it's nice to have him. We appreciate Tyler being able to fill in when he can. Well, and it was good other than uh, Nick putting the jinx on the nuggets over there. Oh, I know. I got too excited. Yeah. As, uh, what is his name? Marshawn Lynch. I got got. You got got. I got got big time. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. But to your, you guys kind of argued last week. I brought up that I, I thought it was so important for them to win one of those first two games. And I think what we're looking at now is why I said that. Because now it's just like doom and gloom. Pretty much no optimism right now in Denver. At least very little. Uh, but to your guys' point, and, and now I'm getting myself caught up in the hope in, in that it doesn't matter, truly, as long as you win. Game three and game four doesn't matter. Now you're kind of almost back in the driver's seat because you got a little bit of momentum. So, what are you guys' thoughts? How are you feeling? Nuggets are down 0 2, losing by a combined 36 points the first two games. Ooh. Hey, it was tough. Uh, one point that I, you know, I thought we could have brought up last week when, although I wasn't here, I was, I was yelling it through the speaker, was, uh, you know, something that we, we should, should have definitely been thinking about was that. Their lineup with Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, like those three players being healthy at the same time, they've only played 11 minutes together this year. So, you know, it, it's hard to get a read as to what was going to happen, you know, going into that. Uh, and obviously, it's not good. My, my big takeaway is, is this, this is bad. <laughs> this is very, very, very bad. Uh, I went back and looked at the because you know I'm, I'm sitting here i'm trying to give myself some sort of hope right uh and so i'm like hey you know the bubble nuggets were down three one in you know three consecutive series and they came back and won and it was all great so i, I went to go take a look kind of at those games right not one of those series did the nuggets drop oh two not one and i went back a little further to look the nuggets are zero and ten uh, when it comes to losing the first two games in a playoff series. I should have brought this up before the show, but I, I need you guys to give me some optimism here. I was kind of hoping you were going to come in and, well, and I got build one me thing up for a little you. bit. But man, you, Connor, that, you just made me absolutely have no faith now in this happening. Okay, I do have, I do have one thread of hope looking at history here, okay? So in the 2020, the bubble, the bubble series, uh, in the first round was uh, against Utah. Obviously, went to seven games like everything did in those playoffs. Um, so, actually, the Nuggets won the first game of that series, 135 to 125, right? High-scoring game. No one plays defense, and we win by 10. Now, these game two and game three, Nuggets lost game two, 124 to 105. Kind of a blowout there. And then game three, they lost 124 to 87, Ooh. Yeah, so so if you want to look at just a two-game sample size, they did have two games that year where they got the doors blown off, and somehow they fought to come back and win. Now, this is a different team. It's obviously not including Jamal Murray, Porter Jr. Um, hey, man, look. The Nuggets just 
they look outclassed right now. They they and, and I know it's it's so overstated in in the media right now. I mean, maybe it's appropriately stated, but it's stated a lot in the media. There's so much talk about that death lineup, right? Meaning the lineup that has uh, the you know four guards, smaller wing type players in in uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, and then they have Draymond Green at center. And, and the Nuggets have no answer for that lineup right now. And, and honestly, we haven't seen that. That's a lineup that they haven't been able to use. So they're kind of experimenting with that lineup to see how it works with the Nuggets. And it's just, I, I mean, they're just getting destroyed. They have no answer for it right now. And that's what scares me. It's not necessarily that I think that they don't have the talent to compete or that, you know, that we've lost two games in a row. It's not that that necessarily makes me feel like they can't loot win this series it's the specific fact that they do not have an answer to this particular lineup it's bad you know i i know this is a denver pod so i was coming in hot feeling good i know the warriors had been playing better going into the last part of the the regular season it's bad you guys it's real bad i i it's tough to watch a team and maybe some of that goes into how loud the stadium is or whatever but there's just obvious miscommunication on switches and, and on top of everything, they're making shots. You know, we don't really have any guys that can step up and make a shot. Bryn Forbes was supposed to fill that hole. I think he played mid 20, 20 minutes. And it's just not, that's just not a recipe for success. Your boy Campazzo was, or Campazzo was in, uh, towards the end of the game though, Connor. That's, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not good. I was, oh, actually, so bad. I was actually texting a buddy during that game too, before Campazzo came in. And I said, am I crazy to think that maybe something that can actually help the Never Nuggets in this series is to play Composo some more, and and his response was yes, <laughs> and then and then he goes actually you're not crazy to think that, but the fact that you think that Composo could possibly be the answer just shows you how over this series is, how desperate the Nuggets are. Okay, but say. but can we take a step back just a little bit and acknowledge that there is a bit in my mind of an overreaction because. Maybe some false uh, homerism going on going into the series where I think we got a little cocky. As Nuggets fans, I think we got a little cocky. We felt like we were uh, almost should have been the favorite going in. They aren't. They're the sixth seed. They weren't supposed to win either of those games. And now I argued last week, and I will stand by that, that losing both those two games is huge because you're now in this spot where it feels so negative. But all you have to do is turn around and win games at home. You have to. I, I, I just think as a fan base, we're now flipping and overreacting too far the other way. I don't know. I disagree. I think it's one of those things, and, and I'm taking this from, from the great Shaquille O'Neal. If you're an MVP player and you go into the season, you've got to up your stats by at least you know four or five points a game, a couple rebounds per game, assists per game, and to go to Jokic's stats during the season, 27 points per game, 13.8 rebounds, just under eight assists a game. And, you know, again, he hasn't had more than 20. He, he's under his averages is what I'm trying to say. So you can't have a situation where your best player, and I know I know they're boxing him. I know he's getting hacked, all that stuff. But if you're the MVP, you cannot get bodied like that. You've got to figure out a way to be better. And that's just, that's just the reality of being a back-to-back MVP. So... Yeah, it, it, it's tough, man. And, uh, you know, sp- speaking of Jokic. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. My start of the week this week is not such a positive outlook, fellas. I try to do positive. I try to be positive with a lot of my stats, but this one is uh, not so positive. So 
one of the key matchups everyone knew it going in Draymond Green how does how does Jokic handle Draymond Green he is you know a half a foot taller than him a bigger body and was expected to be able to when they run small when the Warriors go to that death lineup like I said we're hoping that that the Nuggets can make them pay with Aaron Gordon on the rim with with Jokic in the post right and it's just not worked out that way so far so so far in these two games when Jokic is defended by Draymond Green he is shooting nine for 28 which is 32 percent zero for eight from three pointers so Nine for twenty or nine for twenty-eight uh, in in field goals, zero for eight in three pointers, three assists, and three turnovers. So Jokic hasn't solved it. To Nick's point, Jokic, who I believe has shown a history of upping his game in the playoffs, has not been able to crack this Draymond Green riddle. Do you guys think at all that could be related to the fatigue in carrying a team that probably wasn't of the caliber? that should be in the playoffs to a number six seed. Has Jokic been leaned on too much? Is he hitting that wall? We saw him hit that wall last year in the playoffs. More as he got into that second round, it had been a long couple of years for him. Is he hitting that same kind of wall now, or is this simply a matchup of Draymond Green just absolutely matching up so well with him? Hey, man, if you look at these, you look at these games, I think it's a combination of several things. I think that that could play a role. I think the... I mean, Jokic has been asked to do so much this entire year that clearly that has to put some kind of strain. It's not a zero. It's not a net zero effect, right? There is some effect from that, but I think it's also the fact that man, the the Nuggets role players are are ju- have just disappeared these first two games in the series, right? And Jokic to be at his best. He needs to have a couple people around him stepping up because because that's how he gets his assists. I mean, he's he's averaging what like four assists in these playoffs so far over two games. I mean, when when you're taking when the other team doesn't have to worry about Aaron Gordon cutting to make a monster dunk or you know any of these guys hitting an open three, they can clog the passing lanes, right? Especially open three. Like if, if they're not worried about hitting an open three, they can just suck in, clog the passing lanes, send a late double to Jokic, and it's a lot harder for Jokic to operate. So I think that's part of it is no one is stepping up. And then the other the other part is Draymond Green really is. I mean, he's what is he, a two-time defensive player of the year? Uh, he's not a two-time de- defensive player of the year for nothing. He has a great, he has elite hands. Like, just kind of how Jokic has very, very good hands, Draymond Green has elite hands. And the other thing that he does is he is playing so physical. Every possession, he is bodying up Jokic. And he, he's so strong. And his center of gravity is pretty low, so he's able to, to stick his ground. And I think what happens is, when you get out there from the very get-go and you're just bodying up, bodying up, bodying up, right? You're kind of like setting that as the standard. And, and it makes it really tough for a ref to then call a foul because it's going to be every play they're going to call a foul, right? Uh, and I do think that Draymond Green is, is one of the best in the NBA at playing a physical brand of defense and kind of getting away with fouls and, and not getting the whistle. And, and I know that that's, that's not what people want to hear. Like I'm, I'm, you know, but it is it is a praise to Draymond. It's a good the way that you said that. I think is is well said because I'm watching these games and and even in in the first game, I can think of a very specific point where the announcer was pointing out that's a foul, that's a foul, that's a foul. As they're watching a replay, and I'm sitting there watching. If if it's the brand of basketball I like to see, I'd be upset if they were calling fouls like that. But it's a constant. Thing. It's always physical, always there. And so their fouls are there. There are times where they're out of the foul, but because so often 
that the, the physicality is just there. You don't necessarily see one versus the other. It kind of all looks the same. But he does it in such... I really mean this. It it, it is like a, like hats off to Draymond. It's a, it's an it's an actual skill and a talent that he is very good at. He is very good at fouling without actually getting the whistle. He's one of the best in the league at it. You That's look- the only thing I was ever good at in basketball was fouling. They used to put me in there <laughs> on the best guy just to get him frustrated for a few minutes, get a couple of fouls on him, throw him out of his off his rhythm, and then they yank me. That was it. I think it's one of those things. As much as we want to give the Warriors credit, that's how disappointing the bench has been too. And maybe we're asking them to do too much. It it certainly appears that way. I mean, Austin Rivers, I think he had one or two threes throughout the game. Granted, when the game was out of hand, the switching and the communication for better or for worse at Chase Center, it's horrible. I don't know how many backdoor passes, cuts that they had, five, six layups. You can't... It's really hard to watch right now. And that's putting it lightly. Well, and see, the problem is too, when the Nuggets have Aaron Gordon... Monte Morris, Jeff Green, and Jokic on the floor at the same time. I guess you could throw Barton in there, right? When when, we, when the Nuggets have their starting lineup, they're not able to switch with this smaller lineup. They, they can't switch everything, right? And and the Warriors run so much off-ball screens and so much so much screening action where there's two, three, four screens on one, one play, one action. You almost have to switch or you have to have guys... If, if you're not going to switch everything, if you're not able to switch everything because of the lineup... You need to have guys who can chase somebody around three screens and and, and actually kind of blow through those screens. And, and to be quite frank, the only guy on the Nuggets that can do that, and he has a lot of shortcomings elsewhere, is Facundo Campazzo. Well, and I was just about to, uh, you you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. There's no hedging. Mm-hmm. I, I To your point, they can't switch, but there's no hedging. It's easy screens. Now, granted, Steph Curry made some ridiculous threes for sure. And this is what I'm about to say is so unbelievably obvious. Jordan Poole playing out of his mind, but you've got to have a way and and we just don't have the roster to do it to counter those guys, make adjustments, things like that. And the, you know, the Monte Morris play granted, I've seen it a lot where people throw it off of the back, like the, the, the rubber like Matt. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe he just missed through it. So it looked like he slammed it, but that was huge. That was huge, you know, and I think the Nuggets were up 10, 12 points up until like four or five minutes in the second half. And it, it's just, it's just was horrible yeah, I to think, watch. I think that second game, man, you, you saw a lot of the, I, I think you were able to see a lot of the state of the Nuggets locker room during that game. Okay. And I mean, it starts with Monte Morris, like Nick just mentioned, throwing the ball uh, out of bounds, you know, missed through it, kind of went into the crowd. Um, I mean, it's an obvious that you can't throw the ball like that. Uh, so that's a technical, but you, that's a frustration foul, right? Then you see Nikola Jokic get his first technical of the game, slamming the basketball down onto the court, which you know, the, the second he did that, you knew it was a technical, right? Um, you see that. Then you see, you know, Monte Morris drilling a three-pointer. It was actually a good thing for the Nuggets. Monte Morris drills a three, and Steve Kerr doesn't like what he sees, so he calls a timeout. And during that timeout, you're getting, uh, you know, uh, Barton and Boogie Cousins having to be physically restrained from each other, uh, fight, infighting kind of on the on the sideline. And then it culminates. Cum- I can't say that word. Culminates. Got it. Then it culminates with with Jokic getting ejected at, at the end. And uh, man, I, I just think you just saw the Nuggets' frustration and kind of the state of how they're feeling right now. And uh, it's it's not a good look, man. It's a, it's it's not a good sign. Not to play Homer by any means, but Jokic definitely gets roughed up every single time. And I know that's part of the game plan. Some of that 
equates to his flopping and he's looking for it every call, but he's definitely, you know, I, I personally really didn't think that that was a foul. Granted, I didn't see any sort of pushing or maybe any like leg motion towards Jokic that Draymond Green did, but certainly didn't appear, appear like a foul. Just again, culminated from the entire <laughs> the entire game. So I, it, it's frustrating to watch. I know they're frustrated. You know that it, things are wrong when you see the argument and DeMarcus Cousins is the one politely walking away from the argument. You know what I mean? So yeah. All right. Before we put a bow on this Nuggets talk, I, I want to take a look at uh, a little bit of a national perspective. We, we tend to focus a lot on what's going on locally, what's being discussed around here, uh, but the, the doom and gloom goes a little bit beyond just this, the local Colorado. So this is a quote. Everyone's familiar with the show, Pardon the Interruption, uh, on ESPN, Mike Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser. This is a quote from Tony Kornheiser today, April 19th. This is the day after uh, Game 2 uh, on his thoughts on the Nuggets. I don't want to be throwing damp water on this whole thing. But Denver isn't a very good team. Denver has one player, Nikola Jokic. He had 25 in the first game, and they got blowed out anyway. He got tossed in the second game. They don't have Michael Porter Jr. They don't have Jamal Murray. They're just, honestly, they're not that good. They're in sixth place for a reason. That literally sucked my soul out when I heard that. And I, I like wanted to argue against every point and then everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when yeah. it says I don't want to throw damp water on the situation, is there any other kind of water? Can, can water be not damp? It can be cold. <laughs> damp doesn't mean temperature. Damp. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I think for me, the most telling stat that just kind of signifies where the Nuggets are, Jokic had four assists last game. And granted, there were a couple easy layups that weren't taken. I think Jeff Green had one that was right by the basket under the hoop. I just think that indicates the kind of skill that he is surrounded with in the situation that he's in. We talked about it towards the end of the season. These guys have kind of peaked in regards to where they're at now. Granted, I'll own it. I I definitely thought that uh, Golden State was the better matchup for them just based on Curry's injury history. It took him like 10 minutes of game one to look like he wasn't injured at all. So I think it's we're outclassed. We don't have the firepower. Nobody cuts to the basket and granted, maybe that's in regards to people filling spots, but you don't see a lot of cutting with the with the Nuggets. You don't see Jokic making the passes that you see him make during the regular season. So yeah, man, it's brutal and you know, there's man, I could I could seriously talk nuggets all day, Jerry. I, I, I there's just so much to hit on as to what's happening right now. But uh, you know, one thing I do want to just hit on is Aaron Gordon, the twenty three million dollar a year player who has absolutely disappeared in the playoffs. He he's a ghost. He's he's nowhere to be seen. There is no Aaron Gordon. It is he has shriveled to a raisin in the sun in but the I, outside I, I will, in. I'm going to defend him a little bit and again say this is not the role he was signed to that contract for. And what he's being asked to do is not what we brought him to do here. And, and not to say he is absolutely underperformed. And they need to consider whether they should continue to put him on the court right now and how bad that he is playing. But... Man, it just it all comes it all goes back to, to to Murray and MPJ. 
is really what it comes down to. And and you you mentioned uh, Curry and the whole the whole gang coming back for Golden State, and it's just you're kind of just looking at it with envy because what if the Nuggets could have made that happen, they could be looking this way right now. And and I actually want to bring something up, and and I think it's it's worth noting. I I, I was looking on Twitter last night, and I know Connor, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Sorry, I had to, I had to move my face away from the mic so that I could <laughs> look into my camera because you know it it it, it likes to work that way so this is a tweet from jamal murray last night 11 45 p.m y'all don't think i want to be out there huh crazy and man i want to just like put this to bed if anyone out there is dogging this guy thinking he doesn't want to be out there getting him on social media get out of here you know, stop it. You're not a true fan. You are just, you're ruining what, I mean, this is, this is actually goes back to what I said last week, two weeks ago about why you don't put it on the players. At this point in time, the team needs to quit doing this garbage. Quit saying MPJ's not ruling out coming back. They're not playing. So quit saying it. Hey, look, here's the thing is, they might be playing. I disagree with you in a little guard. <laughs> they are playing. No, 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 no. They might be playing. Well, this goes into Jared's theory about how you rest players for, for next season. Yeah. So he's all about I it. I know. Jared's all about it. But here's the thing is, if 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 tomorrow, uh, you know, if on Thursday, ga- game three in Denver, Jamal Murray says, hey, I'm going to play, then they're going to they're gonna play him. They're but there won't him. be any part of you that feels like Jamal Murray is making that decision because he's being pressured to do so by the millions of fans out there and by his team that needs him. Hey, man, it. okay. I think there's, there's two parts of this, okay? All right? One part is, like, what's the reality of it, right? The reality is, man, he's cleared medically, okay? I get it. I believe okay. Kevin Durant okay. was cleared medically before he retore things. You know, I mean, that yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, no, he really oh, wasn't. No, a team does not put a guy on the court that is not medically cleared. No, I mean, he was, he was, he was medically cleared. Like eh, that, he was told that there was a chance that he could re-injure something, though. But like, but like Murray is, uh, by all reports, not being told that it's an ACL tear. It's an ACL, and it's been over a year. And okay, so on one hand. I understand the criticism. I really do. Like, we need you out there, Jamal. Like, we need this guy out there. We are we are watching ourselves. Or we are watching. Nuggets Nation is watching. Just get embarrassed on national television. Like, this is flat out embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. It sucks to have a perennial MVP like Jokic we prop up all year. And all of a sudden, we're just going to, what, get swept again? Uh, I, I mean, hey, I am just saying I understand I absolutely understand the fan that's out there. Hey, you listeners that are like saying, hey, Murray, what the hell are you doing? Not getting in the game. I kind of get you. I get it. I get it. You're medically cleared. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Get in the game. Do something. Okay, so I get that. Okay, so that's one part of it. But then there's this other part, which is how the team and the organization has handled this. And I think it's awful. I think it's a, a terrible, terrible, terrible look for the Nuggets, okay? Now, you guys talked about it a little bit last week, about Malone's comments. Um, now, I actually wanted to bring this up last week. I wasn't here, obviously. Uh, but you guys were making it sound as if Malone had said he was medically cleared. That was actually false. He, he, Malone did not actually use the words he is medically cleared. That's kind of reading between the lines. Granted, it's a fair reading between the lines. But Malone's comments were more like, you know, hey, it's up to him at this point. It's it, the ball's in his court. And so people were kind of like, oh, that must mean he's cleared. And it's all, you know what I mean? But now the Nuggets, Connolly has, has gone on local radio and, and uh, Malone, has, they've actually kind of let it actually leak that, that 
he is medically cleared. Those exact words, I'm putting quotes on it, medically cleared, have actually now been used, right? And I think that's an awful, awful look by this organization. I think it is. It, all you have to do is look at that tweet by by Jamal Murray at midnight. Yeah, it's right? clearly affecting He's drunk. Him, bothering He's him. drunk. Probably, but our true <laughs> selves come out when we're drunk. Let's be honest. Hey, hey, man. All I can say is that drunk this, words are sober thoughts. <laughs> that is that is great. Uh, oh. That's why I don't talk when I drink. I just go silent. Yeah, right. Me so, silent. So I think that the, what they've done by that, and I don't know if they've met. I don't know if they intended to do this. Right, I don't know if it's an intentional move by the Nuggets or not, but what they've done is they've kind of put him on an island, right? They, I mean, they've kind of just like hung him out to dry for everybody and said, "Hey, this guy could be playing, but he's choosing not to." I mean, he's the reason we're looking so bad. Like, like essentially, there's there's they're saying without saying like. Well, we're doing everything we can, but Jamal Murray is sitting here not playing when he could be playing. You know what I mean? And and I actually don't know if they intentionally meant to like... I don't know if they actually thought out far enough to be like, oh, like maybe that's a bad news. But dude, this is how you fracture a relationship. I'm serious. Like there is a very real chance, man. The Nuggets got to get control of this thing because if they don't... You're, you are honestly looking at another Nolan Arenado situ- situation. Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs. I won't this go, happened with Kawhi Leonard. The same thing. Yeah, I won't go that far. I, I think as long as behind the scenes you go to him and say, hey, man, this is this got the, the words got mixed up. Honestly, Connor, my thoughts on it, they've been asked questions so many times. I think they're coming up with different words of saying it. And I think it came out that way, saying medically clear. And now they're going... Oh, that actually didn't. That that really didn't yeah, sound how good. Yeah, it makes it sound like more. I, I, I don't think anything has changed in their answers. I think it's just a different way of how it was said, and it's it's not good. I, I think they should have shut them down if they didn't think it was. I mean, unless we were looking at a a seventy percent chance of them coming back, we truly thought they were coming back. Then you leave it open. I don't think the Nuggets themselves actually ever expected these guys back. I think that they were hoping and they wanted to believe it could happen. Knowing that medically they're good, they wanted to believe these guys could come back in because, just like us fans, they thought this was a great chance, one of their best chances ever to go in a championship, and they didn't want to squander that. I think they're letting their fandom get in the way of their decisions, and I don't like it. Well, you know what? I I know you and I fundamentally just disagree on the fact of like sitting them, right? Like You and I just have a very fundamental disagreement jared when it comes to like if someone's medically cleared you're ready to go like i say get him back in there's no point man like this you're is the, Jokic's peak. did you when you had when your daughter was learning to swim you threw her in the deep end didn't you <laughs> no you no. threw her in the deep end i know you did <laughs> no i didn't do that but <laughs> but but i'm not of the belief like like I, i'm much more aggressive like this is Jokic's peak man like there is not that many years like i get it to nick's point he's made before and I, it's a very good point that Jokic. Jokic's peak might be extended compared to your average NBA player, but it's not going to be like massively extended. Like, yeah, I think Jokic could, in theory, play another 10, 15 years at a, at a pretty freaking high level. But like when you're talking about peak, like the best years of his career, if, if an average pro kind of has like three, four years, maybe Jokic has five, six years. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I, I'm much more along the lines of aggressively attacking this, uh, but I just am against... I am so against how the Nuggets have handled this, and I can just see it turning into like a Kawhi Leonard, man. No, Nick, you know what happened to Kawhi Leonard, wrong. right? Obviously. I, I think it's one of those things. He can play. He's medically cleared. He gets paid a lot of money and doesn't want to disappoint. I think that's where it comes from. He knows that the Nuggets need him to be successful. It's got to be tough to watch 
I got a quick game for you. When we won't play the game show music, I'm going to give you rebounds, assists, points, minutes played. I'm going to give you three players, and you you guys name the players, okay? On the Nuggets. On the Nuggets. Okay. And it's from playoffs. It's from last night's game. Oh, from from uh, this game two. Game two. Okay. Twenty three minutes, two rebounds, zero assists, three points. Jared, you go first. Okay. First disclaimer, I didn't actually watch last oh, night's game. No. Is the TNT issue, man? I made a choice. I can either go to a bar, <laughs> made a business spend decision. a lot of money, That's fine. be out late, or I kind of just follow on Twitter. So if I'm way off, don't laugh at me. Okay. Uh, just I'm don't say, say Jokic. They're all pretty similar. <laughs> Aaron Gordon. I'm going to say Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Okay. Okay. 21 minutes, one rebound, one assist, seven points. Connor. Uh, that would be Aaron Gordon. Oh, well, now he's making me think it's Aaron Gordon. So I'm going to say Aaron Gordon. It's Austin Rivers. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Last one, 25 minutes, five rebounds, three assists, three assists, seven points. Wow. Is that my main man, Will Barton? Yeah, let's go. uh, Let's go, Will Barton. Aaron Gordon. Oh, it's wow. just, it's Damn just. Damn it! You it, tricked me. I guessed about the other two. It's just puny. You know what I mean? And, and is, ignore. It, it just says all it needs to. And I, I think it's, it's just, it's just brutal. You know what I mean? It's just brutal. Uh, Vladko Kankar in five minutes. Granted, I know it's garbage time. Five minutes of action had five points. For reference, and again, exactly. So I think it's a lot of minutes, not a lot of production. But he has the coolest name, Vladko Chanchar. Chanchar. What I say, Chanchar. I think you say Kanchar. But they know that's that's the English version. Whatever. All I'm saying is, you look at these stats. It's just it's puny. It is. It's puny, and and especially, man, I'm just telling you, Aaron Gordon, man, has been such a disappointment. And he did this last year too, if we remember, right? And I get your point, Jared, that like this is not the role he's been asked to do, but. Okay, the role he's asked to do is play defense. Has he played any defense? Not that this, I'm aware of. No, he's, he's played zero defense this year. I'll, I, granted, I, I, this is not a great matchup for Aaron Gordon on the defensive side of the ball. Like, Give like, me a break. That's why he was brought here. You talk about what I just said earlier about what he was brought here to do. That is what he's that's, brought here that's to what do. That's what I'm saying. To guard right? from be able to guard from guard to forward, uh, you know, from a two yeah, but, up to a four, yeah. he can guard, yeah, right? But that's what everyone said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing with Aaron Gordon is – uh, he's he's just, he's not fast enough to really hang for the whole yeah. game with like with elite and, guard play. I mean, he can. But okay. don't get me wrong, Gary, Aaron Gordon should and is counted on for like a few possessions here and there. Like he was really good. Uh, okay, so like last year against Dame Lillard, right? It was really good when Aaron Gordon could switch onto him for like six possessions because it was like a different look, gave him more length, yeah. right? He could get up and mess his shot up. But at the same time, even then, you're not putting him on Dame the entire game, right? Like that's not a that's that's a recipe for disaster. And and just to to wrap this up, and then we got to move on. Is I, I watch these games, right? And and you're watching it in. You'd like to think most of the times you see a team like this where they're just hitting every shot, every shot, contested, deep, doesn't matter. They hit every shot. You're like, dude, they can't keep doing that all series, but they can. That's what scares them the most about this series is, and, and Golden State as a team is they can. They can just hit they every scored, shot they all scored the time. Like, it doesn't matter. They, they scored, keep hitting them. They scored like 70 points in the third quarter and last four minutes of the second quarter in the game, too. I mean, I mean, think about that. They scored 70 points in like, 
15 minutes of ugly. game time. Ugly. It's okay, unreal. we're moving on. We're moving on. And we're going to talk to you about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. I am specifically talking to all of our listeners out there that enjoy betting on player props. Thrive Fantasy is the app for you. They have the daily fantasy sport contest, just like you see in a DraftKings or a FanDuel, but it's player props. And even better yet, they offer parlays for the player props. It's a lot of fun, good payouts, easy to get your money out. Give them a chance. Download the app, Thrive Fantasy, or find them online, thrivefantasy.com. Make sure you use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. You get a free $100 when you do that. Go online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the Thrive Fantasy app. All right, guys, we're going to look back now, well beyond these losses for the the Nuggets, and take a look back on history. It is April 19th today. Let's take a look at this day in sports history. This day in sports history. 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 All right, this week in sports history, we got some goodies for you. 1860, way back. Uh, April 17th, 1860. The champion of England, Tom Sayers, and American John Heenan fight out a brutal two-hour, 27-minute draw boxing match in England. (laughs) Two hours and 20 minutes? Two hours and 27 minutes. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Because I I think back then, they... um, the, the fights didn't end until someone was either knocked out or, or dead. That's how they should be. <laughs> or Come on. Or, or, you know, or quit. And so these guys, uh, you know, it's acknowledged as the first world title bout, actually. And this this particular fight, and it was two hours, 27 minutes, and it didn't st- stop until a police fight, or until the oh. police came in and stopped the fight, acknowledging that, hey, this is not good. <laughs> you guys are killing each other. And I don't know, <laughs> I, I have no idea at that point in time how rounds worked at all, but now, current rules for, for professional boxing mounts is three-minute rounds. So two hours and 20 minutes, maybe a few I breaks in the middle. That's rounds. a lot of rounds. I guys. can hardly watch the UFC for 25 minutes. Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. 1987, April 18th, Gregory Robertson does a 200-mile-per-hour free fall to save unconscious skydiver near Coolidge, Arizona. Sweet. So this is kind of a cool story. They, they were doing some kind of, uh, I don't know, some big get-together with a lot of skydivers. And this guy kind of noticed going in, he like made a mental note of this one woman who was like, this person's kind of a novice. Like I should keep an eye on her a little bit. So they jump out of the airplane and he is like watching him, notices she hits, she makes a collision with her head with one of her buddies, like uh, estimated at 50 miles an hour collision, right? Goes unconscious. And he's way above her, like like a long way above her. He has to go into, because he's an expert, and go into a, I'm going to read this quote, to close on Williams, this person who was unconscious, he had to uh, fall. He was falling at 140 miles an hour. Robertson had to become an 180 mile an hour human bullet for a five second count. And then he reaches her. He rips open her chute and then saves the day. Afterwards, he was quoted as saying, if she had gone a little farther, he would not have risked his life for hers. <laughs> that <laughs> straight up sounds like a scene out of a Marvel movie. I was just about right? to say a Tom Cruise movie. Okay, Tom Cruise. I was Mission Impossible either, 14. I was thinking like an Iron Man type thing, yeah, you know? Sure. But he yeah. has. I guess he's got some assist on it. Yeah. I got two, I got two more for you. The uh, April 20th, 1944, the NFL legalizes coaching from the bench. I love that. Yeah, and Connor, you you mentioned that one to me, and and I had to go look this up a little bit. What does that mean? 
coaching from the bench. How did coaches coach before? And I and I looked it up, and first of all, I could not find any specific details on how coaches coached before being on the sidelines. But this is from angelfire.com. Could be totally made up. Who knows? But in uh, April 20th, uh, 1944, like you said, they, they legalized it. It says communication between the players and coaches on the field is permitted as long as the coaches are in the designated areas on the sidelines and they do not cause a delay in the game. So I'm thinking we were just miming yeah, on the knows? sidelines. Yeah, before. Miming. Just right. miming. I got one vote for you. 1977, April 21st, Billy Martin, the manager for the Yankees, pulls the Yankee lineup out of a hat and beats the Blue Jays 8-6. to six. Oh, You can't that's... make this stuff up, man. <laughs> also, they should just do that more often. <laughs> just pull. That's how we do softball. Our buddies, we, we have a softball league, like, you know, beer league on Wednesdays. We all get in a circle and we throw a golf tee up in the air. And whoever it points to, that's who you, that's how we set the, the order. So this was actually done in a pro game and apparently they won. So. It works. <laughs> yeah. It works. Who knew? 162 games. So you can kind of do that from time <laughs> no, to time. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to play uh, something that may become a recurring segment. Uh, we'll see. We're going to feel this out today. See, see how you react, how the crowd reacts here. Okay. So this game is called be careful what you wish for. Ooh. I'm going to give you guys some either or scenarios. Okay. Perfect. Either this or that. Which would you choose? Uh, and I want to just throw out a couple of, of rules and disclaimers here. Okay. First of all, these are total hypotheticals. I don't want to get critiqued for how unrealistic they are. I realize a couple of them are very unrealistic. Have some fun with it. Okay. Secondly, no gray areas. I don't want any flip-flopping, any, oh, I'd go, but no, I no want a distinct no politicking? one answer or the other answer, okay? I hate that. So, mm. would you rather, I got like four local ones here, and then we'll see where time goes, and then we may have some others, but I, I may save those for the future, okay? Would you rather see Russell Wilson play the rest of his career with the Broncos, or the trio for the Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and, and Gabe Landeskog finished their careers together with the Avalanche. Oh, easy. Easy, e abs. E easy abs for sure. Okay. Oh, no doubt. Let's get some winners. I'm tired of losing. Uh, there's, there's, there's no doubt. Yep. Okay. Abs. It's not even like I don't even want to explain my God. decision because dumb, that was so easy. Dumb question. Right. Okay. Dumb. So I originally, <laughs> I, I'm going to backpedal on this one a little bit. Originally, I just said Russell Wilson or McKinnon, but I thought McKinnon. I had to entice you still take you McKinnon. Yeah. You still take McKinnon. No doubt. It's not yeah. even close. Okay. I'm actually going to argue the other way. If it was just McKinnon, I'm going with Russell Wilson. His impact to the Broncos is more, means more than the quarterback that. position. We don't yeah, know that. Yeah. We, we, know, okay. we know the impact okay. that McKinnon has. And, and here's the thing is he... Uh, Russell Wilson, his career, his peak career. I mean, he's only got like what, like five, six more years at peak level. I mean, if we're lucky, if he's really lucky, we have like five, six years of like really good Pro Bowl level Russell Wilson. And so, at the end of the day, like if if I could wave a magic wand, I'm choosing that one because we're probably gonna have Russell anyways. You know, okay, McKinnon's the big answer. question. Mark. This is I'm liking this segment already. Strong. Okay, okay, good. Next one up. Would you like to see the Rockies make the playoffs every year for nope. the next decade, nope. but they never win a World Series, Ooh. or make the playoffs only once in that decade? They have losing records. They're garbage like they have been the other nine years, but they win a World Series. Oh, win a World Series. I mean, what, how would that be any different than the... It, it'd be like, hey, do you want to have the same thing happen... <laughs> 
that's been going on forever. <laughs> but you wouldn't want you good, wouldn't want, solid play? No, because then I have expectations. Over. And actually, you know what? You could replace any sports team that I follow and like, and I would say the same okay. thing. Okay, so you guys yeah. are consistent. I, I actually am, am weird in that, like, the Broncos, because my expectations are so high that they should be in the playoffs all the time, I don't, that that means I want I want championships. The Rockies, I just want them to speak, see them be good all the time. I actually could live without a World Series for a while in, in, in Colorado, okay? Nah. I think I just want to see a Give good Give me a team, ring, okay? baby. All right, next one up. I hope this is a little more challenging. You guys have been really on the, on the far side of both these first ones, okay? Would you rather the Avalanche win multiple Stanley Cups over the next five years or any other Denver sports team wins one? Do I get to choose the other sports team? Sure. Yes. Uh, you would go with the, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> okay, so multiple Stanley Cups for the Abs, or I can choose any other sports team to win one. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. I choose. You know what? It's such a. It's so hard between the Rockets and Nuggets, but I'm going to choose the Nuggets. Yeah. I'm going to say, yep, Nuggets ring because I want Nikola Jokic, the Serbian basketball god, to win a ring. Easy answer for me. It's five straight Stanleys for the Avs. <laughs> you, I want see, a dynasty. He caught that. I re- left it open. I didn't I want say a win dynasty. Two. You win give multiple. Me, give me just unlimited winning. I want to be. A, I want to feel what Massachusetts felt when they had the Bruins, they had the Red Sox, and then they had. Who's the other one? Uh, oh, the the Patriots, obviously. Yeah, except for but I want one. But I want one. <laughs> give me guys. I go to every game, and we are bad. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a ring for Nicola. Okay, okay, you guys are both on that. I actually think I'm gonna take yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the, with Nick here. You on want the five Stanley Cups? I, I'm gonna take Boo. the multiples. Yes, Nuggets winning one would be huge. But no you go way. give me a few of them, and I, I'm very happy. Okay, I'll take Nuggets or Rockies. All right, over that on the Nikola Jokic discussion. Okay, would you rather the Nuggets win a championship, but Nikola Jokic leaves in free agency? Or Nikola Jokic Ooh. finishes his career with the Nuggets, but they never win a championship. Oh, that's just say the first part get again. Out of here. Uh, so <laughs> they win a championship, but Jokic leaves in free agency. Okay, yeah. Before they win, Bef- no, after the win. So you, oh, so you, you win, win a championship. He wins with us, and then he leaves. Or or he stays here the rest of his career, and he never wins one. That's easy. Oh yeah, easily the first one. Yeah, oh, these are softball questions. I want a, <laughs> yeah, I want a yeah. ship for Denver because Jokic wins here. This is his home. Go back to your. So home. you guys are would ra- okay. Is the is the answer different if Jokic is gone by the time they win a championship? Yes. <laughs> you would rather see Jokic stay here and we never win one, or he leaves and wins a championship somewhere else. Yeah, I'm selfish. Oh, him. Okay. See, I see the wording was a little. Yeah, okay. it's okay. No, I said Nuggets win a championship. Oh, hey, without him. Hey, yeah. Oh, for if, sure. If the Nuggets win a championship with Nicola. Like, it would hurt my heart that he left, but if he left, which, you know, again, no gray areas. I get it. No gray areas. I knew you were going to critique me on that one. I know. No gray areas. So if he left after we won a championship, that would still be an absolutely perfect moment in Nuggets history to where, yeah, go on. I would rather have that than have him stay here for like 15 more years and never win a championship. Okay, of course. You want to get a championship. You got to want a championship. That's what matters. Okay. All right. These are, that was all the the Colorado related ones. Maybe I will stump you guys and make you think a little harder on these. You're you're more getting yourself in the mind of an NFL GM right now. Okay, I'm ready. I play Madden. I'm ready. And I I picked the first one very strategically. Okay. Uh, Would you rather Trade a late round pick okay. for Baker Mayfield. Oh, uh, or, I hate where this is going already, but go or on. 
<laughs> you have to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. Assuming we don't have Russ? Uh, okay, no, this is not for the Broncos. I actually threw two teams in there that are in this scenario. Seattle. Seahawks or Panthers. Okay, okay. top 10 picks. All right, UBC. So you're taking a top 10 pick on a quarterback, and you're going with one of these guys out of this draft class. UBC. Or you're taking I'll Baker be, uh, Mayfield. UBC Seattle. I'll be the Panthers. Okay, I'll be Seattle. Okay, is Seattle taking that deal for Baker Mayfield, or do they draft a quarterback? Heck no. We're drafting a quarterback. Number one stunner and number one dancer, Drew Locke, coming in, <laughs> going to throw the football for 300 yards a game. Hey, on a side note, I'm so I'm so sorry to tangent, but if we're going to talk about shitty Broncos quarterbacks, <laughs> did you see Paxton Lynch's stats in the USFL? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Two, two for five and two interceptions and a fumble. Is that embellished? Oh, the first play. The first play oh, was the worst interception. Okay, you guys play Madden, right? You play Madden regularly, and sometimes every now and then you just don't read it right. You know, you just you hit the button and you know it as soon as you throw it. I Paxton mean, Lynch plays he Madden. threw it right <laughs> in. Uh, he's obviously not playing very good at Madden because it's the corner is clearly playing under coverage on an out route and he's just standing right there i mean it was so obvious it's, it's so awful. easy so anyways Bad. anyways yeah, Seattle, sorry, Tim, i am taking uh a quarterback off the off chance that somehow drew lock doesn't work out for you uh then at least you got some hope because guess what with baker mayfield there is no hope okay none carolina panthers on the clock I'm taking Baker. He's taking We're going Baker. all the way. Oh, no. I'm angry. Oh, I no. know Baker's angry. All right. I know he's pissed. Ooh. Guess what he's doing? Dump off passes <laughs> after dump off passes to my boy, Christian, the glass man, McCaffrey, for five yards, and I'm padding my stats. And if I'm paying Christian or if I'm playing Baker Mayfield, I'm getting him paid. Let's go. See, wow, and to me, either me. way, Nick, Nick either team, you Baker, take Baker, the touchdown maker. No. Go on. You take Baker because it buys you a year until you need to draft a quarterback. Then you sure, can no, get no, into no, next no. year's class. No, you I'm take maxing Baker. him out. You take Baker. I'm, I'm giving him the Deshaun Watson, okay. 250 guaranteed. Okay. Go. On this next one, I'm going to break my own rule and I'm going to create a gray area. Okay. So the first part of it is, is, is in, in stone here. Would you rather pay Derek Carr on the 40 plus million over deal, whatever he just got? Or I will allow you to substitute this other player's name for one in that caliber of your choosing, or pay Baker Mayfield in the range of twenty to twenty-five million. Okay, so you confused me again. On sorry, the first I'm sorry. Part. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I'm okay, Derek Carr, forty plus so million. The contract you just got. You're Las Vegas. Vegas. Do, you, right, do you want? Would you pay him that contract, or would you rather pay Baker Mayfield on a twenty to twenty-five million dollar year contract? I was thinking guys like Jimmy Garoppolo maybe could get thrown in there. Somebody in that uh, tier. Easy, Derek Carr. You're going Derek Carr, forty million, and it's not close. And if it's you say not if, even if, close, like, literally, if you bud. want to say Baker, then like I question your acumen. Okay, okay, give me another name. That's <laughs> just why I wanted you guys to be able to throw a name. There is, I, dude, I think Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you're paying him forty million. Oh, that's Easily. what you pay for a top and ten I'm, quarterback. And I'm paying him. Guess and what? You know what? All that, cash. I will tell you right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, we're gonna look back, and however many years, years his contract is, and he's gonna look like Matt Ryan. Oh my God, we paid him so much money, and this is what prevented us from going two Super Bowls wrong. because we couldn't put a team around him because we're paying too much wrong. money for an average wrong. slightly above average oh, if we're going to talk about average Baker uh, is the definition he's below average if, I will give you that he's average 20 million you're paying double that's, double. What, it, that's what it takes for a top 10 quarterback that's with, what it with takes, top baby. five upside that's what so, it takes so baby. you wouldn't pay a would you say Baker Mayfield is in the 15th range quarterbacks no. overall no hey, 20 man, let, me just, let me say something controversial okay 
I am not entirely certain that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I am not entirely Ooh. certain. I'm uh, telling I can you. See, uh, give, give me why. Uh, well, uh, because, I, I mean, Derek Carr has, has shown, if you just look at his, like, just raw numbers over the last couple Don't years. Don't give me like, numbers with the off. Give me, give me like, actual, like, winners. I, I need reasons. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a reason. Because I think Derek Carr operates better in the, in the pocket without mobility. And I think Russell Wilson relies a lot on his mobility. And he's, what is he, 34 years old? Like, uh, I think here in the next few years is a very real possibility that Russell Wilson is going to not be as mobile in, in the pocket. And that's going to, he's going to have to, you know what? He's still, I'm not going to like write him off. He can adjust his game, but he's going to have to adjust his game at some point here in the not too distant future. Whereas I think Derek Carr actually has a chance to be this good for quite a while because he relies a lot more on his just sitting in the pocket and, and uh, firing. You okay. Know? I want to ask you guys, is there a quarterback you think in the 20 to 25 million range that you would take instead of Derek Carr at 40. You guys just love Derek Carr at 40. No, no, no. It's not that we love Derek Carr. It's that we hate Baker Mayfield. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is there a quarterback out there that's kind of a mid-tier quarterback that you would rather if your team, if the Broncos didn't land Russell Wilson, would you rather, is there a guy you'd rather see them pay 20 to 25 million versus paying Mm. that 40 million where you think you could still go win a Super Bowl Okay, don't get me wrong. I would still rather take Derek Carr at 40 million, okay? But a guy in that mid-tier that would actually make me think about it a little bit is uh, Jameis Winston. What? Yeah, he's over Baker. Mm-hmm. Dear God! Why uh, do I, I think I don't, and I don't, I don't think uh, it's particularly but, close. But it's still yeah. not close. I hope yeah, Baker I does good for sure. somewhere. I, I would take Kirk so Cousins bad. over Baker Mayfield. Okay, actually, that's actually a good guy. Okay, but that's what not was his contract? Million, that's a, I think he signed a one-year, like thirty million. I'm pulling it up. So you take I, him at thirty? Over uh, okay, I would Derek take forty. Okay, here's what I'll tell you. This is I would rather have my boy. Just for the sake of this argument, because I hate him as a quarterback, give me Carson Wentz over Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, over Baker any day. And, I can name and, you five, okay. six mid-tier quarterbacks I'd rather have over okay. Baker. But over Derek Carr <laughs> at that big contract. That's correct. The I take Derek Carr to too. But is no, that Derek Carr nah. big contract is going to handicap nah. them? See, you I can take do Derek better Carr. at twenty. I take Derek Carr over anybody okay. we just mentioned. Okay, all right, so. moving on. Uh, Wide receivers getting big money right now. A bunch of them are about to get more big money. Hey, Love it. Sorry. Go ahead. Just because we had a, a, yep. a, I don't want to be inaccurate. Kirk Cousins uh, signed a one-year extension, fully guaranteed for thirty-five million. Ooh. Ooh. I would definitely, I would definitely take a thirty-five I'll, million guaranteed contract over Baker Mayfield at. No 20. doubt, okay. no doubt in my okay. mind. Ah, right. I would take, right. I would take a ten, I would take a nine and eight season so with Jared, Kirk Cousins. Don't, over. don't ask us about Baker Mayfield. Again, I had to throw a couple. I had to throw a couple. He makes I, me sick. I thought I could entice you guys okay. to take. Moving Baker. on to wide receivers. Okay, right. wide receivers getting big money deals, twenty plus million. Would you rather your team pay a receiver? And again, don't specifically be the Broncos. Be a generic team here, okay? Would you rather a team pay big money, twenty plus million, to a wide receiver? Or to a defensive player. Assuming you're a playoff caliber team, man, I let's know say depends that. on the defensive. I know player. that you don't want to get like. I know that you're trying not to get us to be like dependent on like in the weeds here, but it really does depend because like if you feel like you have a pretty okay defense already and you have a really good quarterback, but you just don't have receiving options, then of course you take the receiver. Is option. there a team we can think of in that scenario right now? Um, yeah, how about the? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm trying okay, to think. Okay, sorry, but, to think, putting but, everyone on the spot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're well, I'm sure you could come up with a, an example. I'm sure we could come up with an example. I would rather take uh, – it, okay. it depends on the defensive player, but assuming – it just depends on uh, the – oh, that's Browns? a tough question. That's how about too big. the Browns right now? 
Is there a team that could take, use a big money receiver? I would take a wide receiver. A, okay, yeah, I would take but, wide receiver. I mean, it's, it's so subjective because it, yeah. it depends on the makeup of the team. But, but if you're just asking in a vacuum, all things being equal, I have no... Like, if you just ask me that question about some team and I have no other information about anybody else on their roster, generally speaking, I'm taking a shutdown corner or an edge rusher over a, a wide receiver. But that could easily change depending on the situation. Sure. But, yes, I think in a, it just... Within a blind situation, I'm going to generally take an edge rusher or shut down corner. Okay. Last sports one, and then I have a non-sports one, okay? Uh, assuming we're looking at 40-plus million-a-year contracts, would you rather sign, and they're the equal contract, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Kyler Murray. No, I take it back. Ooh, uh, actually, no Kyler backs. Murray. No take backs. All right, I take Kyler Murray. Uh -huh. No questions asked. Even he's a diva, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll take Lamar Jackson. I think to me it comes down to style of play. And Kyler Murray, even though he's had injuries, and I actually expect him to continue to have injuries, he's a thrower first who runs well. He wants to throw the ball. I think he does well to avoid hits, sort of. Obviously, it's the NFL. You're going to get hit. Lamar Jackson plays too physical, and that's going to come back to bite him. I think he's also too reliant on his physical talent. It's all about Kyler Murray. Although he might just leave and play baseball. You never know. So, uh, okay, last one here. We got to talk about this a little bit last week, and I know Connor's a fan, so I wanted to bring it back in, okay? Would you rather there are no more Marvel movies or TV yes. shows yep. I don't even or no one. more Star Wars oh. movies or TV shows for whatever purpose, I'm actually more on you. I'd rather see I'll no more back. of either of them. I, I, you know, the problem. Ooh, all right, I have a take. Jared, the, bad take. Well, the problem is, is that the, the problem <laughs> so is, is that the Marvel movies are well written and they have a tangible, understood storyline. The Star Wars movies, especially the last newest three, were just so poorly written. Brutal. That's it. I, that, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? That's a. To me, that's a very, very tough decision, okay? And I heard you guys poo-pooing on Star Wars no, last week, dude. No, I try. I like Star Wars. I'm yeah. a Star Wars fan. Yeah, no, you know what? The Star Wars shows have been really good. The Marvel shows are... You know what? Man, I can't even decide, but I'm going to have to say no more Star Wars. And I'm going to go with Marvel because, because I think there's so much more that can still be done with Marvel shows, whereas I think Star Wars, you're starting to reach a little bit. You still have a lot more you can do with it, but you're reaching a little bit at this point. I disagree. Go Star Wars has, like, what, 60 years to be able to just mix in different stories that happen at different points in time, and it's working out great because... Marvel has, what, like, hundreds of different... Well, I guess what's cool for me with Star Wars is now guys like uh, Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original series, that does is look good. the age of when, you know, the actor... And believe it or not, he's like the same age as the actor who played the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original, and I'm slipping on his name. They look much different. Ewan McGregor is still looking pretty good in his mid-50s, but... It's kind of nice now you can lean on that and those guys get to play the older character and you can just build off of that. I think there's so much potential with it. I am so sick of Marvel movies. Get rid of them. I'm done with oh them. Oh, God, they're the best. I couldn't even make it through the Avengers series. It was it was just they're too the much. Best. It was too much. You have to watch 15 movies just to understand the last movie. I don't oh, get it. I hate it. True. You, it's you so could true. just watch the Avengers and you can no, totally you under No, you have to watch Ant-Man. You do not Ant -Man? have to. You do not have to. You, you, you learn so much about 
out, and I don't even remember the damn uh, last movie now, but Ant-Man and then Doctor Strange, you learn all about the Infinity Stones. I had no idea what was going on. Where do these yeah, things you can where it do out they come pretty from? Quickly, uh, like. Maybe I'm not so good with this. So, um, All right, guys, we're running long, and frankly, I don't think anyone will be that upset if we don't talk Rockies this week. Do I do we? want to, yeah, I want to talk your, uh, your Chris Bryant thing here. Okay, okay, okay. No, we're we're right. gonna, no, our we're, producer Nick over here says we, we got, got time. Full segment. Time. Nope, full segment. We're going for it. We're running <laughs> long. Everyone gets paid for overtime this week. That's All right. right. So, Rockies, seven and three to start, guys, which means they're on pace for 113 <laughs> wins, baby. <laughs> so back. Okay, real quick. So back. Uh, oh, by the way, they're also still third in their division. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, cool. Any actual real things you've seen that give you optimism, Connor? Uh, yeah, the bullpen has been nails. It's been crazy how good the bullpen's been. That was something that, like, Anybody who knew anything about the Rockies coming in was like, well, what are they even going to do to throw out there? I mean, Yoli Chassin, great comeback for here for the Rockies. I mean, everyone from, from Chassin to Bart, I mean, we, the Rockies bullpen has been great. So that is actually, to me, the biggest surprise. Uh, and then my boy, Connor Joe. I have been ranting about Connor Joe in some of my it's circles. only because he has fantasy. your name. Ah, you know, no, that is not even the case. But I mean, well, he does have my name, but that's not why I really dislike most people named Jared just instinctively. (laughs) Just don't like him. Well, this dude, how do you not like a you know a, a guy named Connor Joe? He's got two first names. Yeah, two first names. Great, got the long hair going. You know, he's uh, what's not to like about this guy? Never trust someone with two first names. So Connor Joe has been absolutely great, Uh, and you know, I was telling. A lot of anyone who could listen, who would listen to me, to pick him up in their fantasy league, if you could, towards the end of the draft, because I really thought that there was a potential for him to have a great year, and I actually think that some of this might not be an aberration with him. Like it, you know, it's a small sample size. Obviously, seven and three. I do not expect the Rockies. And he's to been get. playing regular at first base, or uh, he's been a lot of DH. Okay, DH is mostly. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, you know, he's been some DH, but some first base. He, but um, yeah, so Connor Joe's been great. Uh, CJ Crone has been. Good once again, you know, on pace to hitting that that high thirties type of home runs. Uh, you've been bashing him, bashed a couple under the concourse the other night. How do we feel about Kyle Freeland getting over about I don't know twelve, thirteen million dollars a year? Yeah, five. ten, ten ERA, paying we're essentially paying him one million dollars per earned run. How do we feel about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, a couple of my buddies. Uh, we have a we've we've had a, a nickname, and some of the Rockies diehards out there aren't going to like this nickname, but we have called him Kyle Freeruns. For a few years. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't love it. I obviously hope it works out for the Rockies. Uh, I actually. So, my only takeaway when I look at that contract, he got like I believe five years, sixty-three million. Uh, my only takeaway is that is essentially the same thing the Rangers paid John Gray, and mm. and so I, if I'm going to choose between those two pitchers, I am absolutely paying the you know half a million dollar more per year. And going with John Gray, so so that's my it's only. A lot, it's a lot less when you look at it. The per run, I think it well, looks good. And then you look at, um, I, I believe the Rockies are paying Herman Marquez like five years for forty three million. I want to mm. say something like that. So he's getting he's Freeland is getting paid significantly more than Herman. Well, he Marquez. was our he was our game one starter, <laughs> right? In hindsight, <laughs> I wonder if like that had anything to do with the fact that they I were absolutely on think him. that. I think that then it comes off better knowing they were going to have to pay him more. Right. Then they don't have to but deal with the look, backlash. But you look at the Rockies; they're seven and three. Two of those games could very realistically be placed on Kyle Freeland's shoulders. Like you could really you could really easily make the argument that Kyle. 
Kyle Freeland is the reason the Rockies lost two of their three games so far this year. So, am I super excited about it? No. Colorado kid, I like Kyle Freeland. Um, I, I I don't think he's a bad middle of the rotation type of pitcher, kind of kind of like a John Gray. But I do think John Gray is more dominating stuff, right? He has that hard velocity wipeout slider. Uh, Kyle Freeland relies much more on on placement and a, and a changeup. You know, he's not a he's more of a crafty type of pitcher. So I don't know. I do not love it, uh, but it is what it is. And now I hope it's I hope it's in the best for the Rockies. Okay, yes or no? Answer quick. Will this fade before June? Yes. Ah, man. Yeah. Uh, easy answer. Yes. I'm going to say yes. By May. Yes. We can, we can expedite yes. it. We can go to, yes. we can go to May yes. 15th. I, I will hold out hope with you, Connor. I want to see entertaining July baseball, but yeah. I, well, think, I do, I do I think, think the Rockies will smash the over of 60, 68 and a half games. I um, do. Okay. You wanted to talk Chris Bryant. What do we think about Chris Bryant? If we were a kindergartner, if we were grading him as if he was a kindergarten, okay? Like if we are a kindergartner? No, sorry, sorry. If he was a kindergartner, we're, we're the teacher. Yep, that's right. We're okay. responsible. Well, Jared, I know you okay. don't have kids, but kindergartners don't get grades. Oh, I thought we got like a, okay, so maybe like first grade. I was thinking exceeds expectations, meets expectations, needs to improve, failing. What would be the grade? Go more I know like it's high early. School. Let's I go know more it's like high school. What do you mean? You get A through F in high school. Well, okay, but here's the thing is in, okay, I get it. With your standards, but uh, if there's any is parents, he meeting your expectations? Is any he parents out there would or? understand that every kid gets a three unless you're like crazy gifted in something and then you get a four or oh. you're crazy behind and you get a two. See, this is why I failed in high school because <laughs> I got a lot of fours, man. And then I realized I didn't have to try that hard. And then you get to but, higher school, you actually have to try. But things have changed there. They don't do it like that. Okay. You just get to pass Anyways. no matter what. So Jared, on a scale, God. on a scale of exceeds expectations, meets expectations, progressing towards expectations, or See, and this is back Not going either. back to being a millennial man. It needs to improve. You're not progressing towards anything. You need to improve, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say meets expectations. Oh. I'm going to say meets. And, uh, you know, I would... It's so early. It's it's 10 games in. But uh, I want to say exceeds expectations. He, he's been really good, yeah. man. So I saw... Dropping on, fly balls yeah. and... No, okay, I'm so I saw... I'm just kidding. I, I saw, just harping on it. I saw on Jared... The way Jared posed this for the lineup for the show today was, is Chris Bryant a disappointment of to, so far, right? And I just... I got a little bit hot. A little hot and heavy here look, reading that because I'm like... I, I started thinking, are you really going to try and like, tell me that he's better? Uh, let me ask you, Jared, what's your grade for Chris Bryant? I think when you bring in a guy like that, instead of paying your big-time guys no, that it's you've not had instead here. Of that. No, it's not instead uh, of that. We tried to pay our big-time guys. They would not take it. Okay. But when this is your big-time signing, he has not made a big-time impact. He's been a solid player. He's not been an elite player. He's not been a leader on this team so far. I think he needs to improve. I want to see elite play out of this guy. All right, I'll help you out, Jared. I think he's been solid. Uh, We're six and a half. I think technically like just at 6% of the way through the season. Long way to go. Rocks are seven and three. Rocks have a tendency, I don't know, they generally just lift me up before they bring me down. So I like where they're at. Am I pleased? Yeah. Am I ready for the bottom to drop out? Oh, yeah. He oh, needs yeah. to improve. <laughs> he needs improvement. I want to see improvement. Hey, man. The guy is hitting 343. He's gotten a hit in every game except for one with the Rockies this year. But key hits. Are we getting key yes, hits? Yes, key hits. He has been He has been an absolute... Him, I would say, behind CJ Crone, behind Connor Joe, behind the bullpen... I would say behind those So three, like halfway down the roster, he's been really good. 
Hey, man, 343 is no joke. No joke. That is no joke. Okay. He's, he has scored eight runs out of that number two hole in the lineup. The two he spot. Had four RBIs. The only gripe that you could have, and again, it's 10 games in, but the only gripe, the, oh, the only thing keeping me from saying he is exceeding expectations with flying colors is he does not have a home run yet. That is it. This man is playing, and that, and that air, okay? But you know what? Small sample size. Errors happen. I tried to explain this to Tyler in our, uh, and, and, and Nick, Especially Nick over here. Well, it was it was it was right when it happened. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just let's give us some context. Well, it was and, right when it happened. It was right when it happened, and Nick Nick of course wanted to stir me a little bit. Uh-huh. So so he sends out, "Hey Connor, I hear you're perfectly okay with airs <laughs> with with our with our outfield. That's making true. Errors. Everything he's saying is true. And uh, and so it stirred me. Yeah, I did. But my whole point is like, hey man, if you are a baseball player, if you have played baseball, you understand errors happen at every level. In the best players, like even the very best fielders, they make errors. It does happen. And so, so I'm not going to freak out over that. That's one error. Okay. So I'm going to just, ooh, I just burped a little bit. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I see, I'm getting so hot and gassy. It's coming <laughs> out. Uh, but no, hey, listen, man, 343, eight runs. Uh, and your point about leadership, man, everything that I can see is the exact opposite of that. Like he has brought in an attitude to this team. He has helped bring in an attitude to this team that no, everyone expects us to lose games, but why? Like we don't expect us to lose games. Let's go out there and win. And you know what? I think he's a big part of this team being seven and three. Ooh, Connor's got a new boo. I like it. It's no more <laughs> MP like Bay. It. Okay, last thing before we wrap up out of here. Connor, you're the one that brought this to my attention, and I laughed hysterically. Do you guys see Todd Helton? Oh, yeah. He's now a part of the, the Rockies once again in a sort of front office role. I kid you not. I had to look it up when he sent it to me. This is for all you office fans out there. Do you know what his job title is? Yes. Assistant to the general manager. Ooh, Dwight would be so proud. He really would be. Somebody, would be so- somebody had to, in that front office, be a stick. We're like, no, no, no. He's not assistant general manager. Assistant, uh, assistant he is assistant to, to, to the, general, the manager. general manager. Love it, dude. Bring in Todd, dude. Smash and swerve. Todd, <laughs> predicting the future here. Todd's going to make a name for himself in this front office. Watch out for him one day. We're going to be seeing him maybe making some decisions. For the Rockies, Tennessee Pride, soon. baby. Let's Tennessee Pride, Colorado Rockies Pride, yeah. man. All right. Well, Love thanks Todd. for joining us once again. Tune in next week. I know it's been a few weeks since we talked Broncos. We got NFL draft coming up here in a couple weeks, so we will definitely touch on some Broncos. What some of their needs are coming up here, and uh, hopefully, guys, we still have some Nuggets basketball to be talking about. Don't do this right now. All right. Don't end the show. All right. Like but but Avalanche playoffs will be coming in full swing next week. That starts early May, so we got a lot to talk about next week tune in each and every week or find us on twitter at red rock sports one for connor and nick i'm jared thanks for stopping by maybe nick can jinx the abs too i would be uh-huh. okay <laughs> the reverse jinx though it'll be the reverse jinx